Welcome to the first ever episode of the Pinewood Perspective. We have a big show for you guys today. We're going to be recapping some of the NFL's latest news. We're going to be talking about Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to be giving you our all-rookie predictions and our weekly segment, Overrated and Underrated. We pick a category and we tell you who's overrated and who's underrated. I'm Will G. I'm JB. Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. All right, welcome back. Um, let's get right into introducing ourselves. Uh, JB, why don't you get, why don't you kick it off for us? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, My name is Justin Brown. Uh, I'm a finance major at UIC going into my senior year. Um, I've done a little bit of broadcast with Will back in high school. Uh, we did the G unit together. Pinewood Perspective out of the basement on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Good old days. So I like to think we've been doing this for quite a while. Uh, and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Ready to get started. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been rocking together for some time, and it's good to finally, you know, bring what we've been doing now for three years over to uh, the Pinewood Sports Network overall. And we even got ourselves a good little addition in Justin over here. Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit, of, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so, um, so my name is Justin. I met Will at uh, IMS, Illinois Media School. Um, we both um, pretty much love football. I believe that's our number one kind of go-to sport. I also like basketball, and I'm excited to be here and start this new journey. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exciting time. Sorry about my stutter in there. It's an exciting time. Uh, I'll go ahead and just get right in introducing myself. I'm Will G. Um, I am the CEO of the Pinewood Sports Network, and uh, obviously I'm here doing the Pinewood Perspective. Like JB was mentioning a little bit about uh, when we were 18, freshly graduated out of high school, barely any hair on our balls. We were in the basement, <laughs> in the basement working on the Pinewood Perspective, a little YouTube show. That we had a uh, rock and we did our our table was a our bar stool and uh, a little tiny bar we had in the basement and we just um had my old laptop and just my iphone to record it and we were sitting down there recording 35 minute nfl talk shows from the basement shout out trace darling yeah shout out trace for helping us out there um and then i took my talents to ims illinois media school <laughs> Uh, started doing the G unit there, and I'm freshly graduated, you know, going on four months graduated. And uh, um, right after I graduated, it was pretty much, what do you want to do in life? And kind of just hit me. I surround myself with so many people who I believe that are very talented in this uh, area of, you know, podcasting and doing this. So I was like, to hell with it, you know, I'm, I'm going to bet on myself and my people and go all out and start the Pinewood Sports Network. So I came up with the Pinewood Sports Network because we did the Pinewood Perspective back in 2018. So it's only right that we bring the name back. And then, like I said, we added Justin with us. Um, 
it's it's going to be a good crew and I'm I'm so excited, you know, just already even in episode 1 just to get this thing on the roll and I know that we're going to be doing this for a very long time and like I said I'm just here cuz I bet on myself and my crew and I can't wait to get this thing going. But enough about us. Let's hop right into the NFL. We're going to be recapping some of the NFL's uh, biggest news right now. And I'd probably say that maybe the biggest thing going on in the NFL is what is going on with Deshaun Watson. That is kind of the sense of where is he going to be playing football next year. Because as of right now, Deshaun Watson is quarterback four on the Texans depth chart. And he is wearing number 47 and playing safety. That is what's going on at camp. He is lined up with, like, third-team defense, and he plays safety. And so this dude is not even throwing the ball at camp. So, Justin, let's start with you. Do you blame Houston for treating Deshaun Watson the way they are right now in training camp? Well, I – let me see. No, I don't. Initial thoughts, no. Um, I, I, I completely understand it. I'm not even sure that Deshaun Watson has a problem with it. Like, from – okay, so if I'm Houston, right, If clearly Deshaun Watson has made it clear that he doesn't want to be a part of the Texas, uh, Texans organization. So with that being said, I feel like if you don't want to be here, you know, all right. I mean, you're not going to be here. So – you gonna play safety, and from the reports, it was seen that he's just showing up to basically get paid. So, all right, if you don't want to be here, if you have no interest in playing for us anymore, you don't want to be our quarterback, then you are gonna play safety. You can come, you can get your money, and that's just how we gonna, you know, move with it. I mean, you gonna if you if if if, if you don't want to be here, then you ain't gonna be here. I'm not gonna have you taking reps of quarterback, and you not gonna you you probably not gonna you know be the quarterback for the season. No, yeah, 100%. So, and, JB, I'm going to get to you it. here in a second because I definitely want to hear your thoughts as well. But, yeah, I definitely agree in a sense of, you know, they've got a brand-new head coach, a new offensive system going on there. I mean, technically, Deshaun could – I mean, there's so many plays that go into an offensive system that I don't think Deshaun would really kind of gather much information from it that he could use against them. But in the sense of, yeah, you don't want to be here, like, you know, pretty much like get the fuck out. At the end of the day, that's pretty much what it is. Like, you don't want to be here. We're working on trades. We're not going to have you taking reps at quarterback, taking don't reps away from who's going to be playing in our offensive system this year. So, you know, you do your thing, you get your bag. But at the same time, like, we don't want you. You don't want to be here, so we don't want you it's to no be point. here. Yeah, you know. JB, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, I actually disagree on how they're handling it. Um, I would almost just take the hit as an organization hold him out of practices, not even risk an injury. Uh, you've seen so many people just training camp injuries, just freak accidents. You don't want to jeopardize that. Probably going to get a haul for him if he is traded. So I wouldn't even risk it. I would just take the hit on the money, hold him out of all team activities, mm. and just pay him. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point because, yeah, you I know, think about that. he's already got that ACL injury that's – loomed over him his rookie year obviously he's been pretty healthy since but yeah that is that's a damn good point actually you know but I mean yeah anything could happen at the same time it's just I, I like what they're doing because it's kind of just like a fuck you Deshaun but at the same time I, I see your standpoint on you know you're risking 
a potential, you know, big thing for your future. Something that can turn around the worst franchise in football by a landslide. I mean, Houston Texans are an absolute dumpster fire. Like, nobody wants to be there. Well, I'm sure he's not going full speed either, though. No, I, you know, he don't sure, want to get injured either. You I'm know? sure he – this is what I heard. You know, I've seen a video of it, too. He's, like, breaking down, like, the defense was calling the plays, and then you see Deshaun wearing, like, 47 standing, like, 10 yards away from the huddle. And he's just literally, like, standing at the safety spot, and he's just, like, you know, just kind of barely running reps. So I'm assuming, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's probably not going that hard because he probably doesn't want to risk not being able to play for a new team. But let's go ahead and hop into the teams now. What team would you guys say is most likely to go after the fifth-year quarterback? JB, we'll start with you on this one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Dolphins. I think they're the most suited, have the most picks. Um, Actually, this the trade with the 49ers actually probably even put them more ahead. Uh, getting those first-rounders. Um, so I would say the Dolphins, I just think they're most suited to compete. Uh, they truly are a quarterback away. So I feel like it's the right fit for Deshaun, and it's the right fit for the Dolphins. Yeah, I would have to say the same. Uh, Justin, let's go over to you real quick before I hop into my thoughts on this. Yeah, so um, I think the Dolphins are a nice pick. But I would say the Denver Broncos – and the reason I say that is the only thing I would say that they that the Dolphins have over the Broncos is right, the draft capital. But they're gonna lose Xavier Howard. Doesn't want to be there anymore. I expect the defense to regress a little bit. Uh regardless. I mean, even if he stayed, he I don't I don't I don't, I don't think anybody expects him to get ten picks again. But um other than that, I feel like Denver I feel like they truly are a quarterback away. I have confidence in Miami's offense, but I feel like Denver can also put a, a nice package together to grab Deshaun Watson, and I feel like Deshaun would really flourish in that system because I really do feel like they're a quarterback away. They could probably give up like Judy and maybe one of those cornerbacks, maybe Sertan and some uh, first round of something that they can put a nice enticing package together and if, yeah. I, if I was Deshaun yeah it would definitely be mm -hmm. Denver or uh, Miami yeah I feel like those are definitely the two favorites right now you know they're they Denver being a huge favorite for Aaron Rodgers considering John Elway's situation and then you look at Miami's situation um both of them pretty much kind of are in that situation of being a quarterback away um, I also think Carolina is kind of an interesting team. I mean, they have, you know, they they seem to be really bought in on Sam Darnold, but if you look at their offense, their offense is extremely dangerous weapons-wise. You know, Christian McCaffrey, uh, three wide receivers that I like there, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Terrence Marshall Jr., and um, <clears throat> a halfway decent offensive line. Anything's better than Houston Texans' offensive line outside of Laramie Tunzel. So, <laughs> uh I think Carolina is an interesting one. Also gets him back into the, you know, the Clemson hometown range, kind of that, even though he's not from Clemson, but gets him back in the area that he's familiar with. Um, but I would probably have to say Miami is, in my opinion, the front runner, like you said, the draft capital. Any team could put a package together, really, at the end of the day. You know, three first-round picks is going to probably get it done, along with a little extra on top. Mm -hmm. um, and, then, and then, you know, Miami, on the other hand, they've got Tua that they could toss. They could, you know, they could easily just send Tua in the deal. I don't think they would hold on to Tua because you're talking you trade for Deshaun Watson. Right. He's your well, quarterback you? for the next 
at least 10 years, maybe five if he leaves right after his contract. So that's why I want to hop into the Dolphins situation here. Put yourselves in Chris Greer's shoes, the GM of the Miami Dolphins. You have Tua as QB1. Your defense, even without Xavier Howard, is still solidly dangerous. Brian, Brian Flores is calling the plays there defensively. Um, he's a great defensive play caller. And you just drafted Jalen Phillips, who was probably arguably the best edge rusher out of the draft. Um, you had Will Fuller draft Jalen Waddle to an already decent offense with Devontae Parker and Mike Jacecki, who I'm, I really like, Mike Jacecki. I think he's going to be a strong tight end, especially if they get Deshaun Watson. Do you give up the draft capital that you've built over these last few years through the Laramie Tunzel trade and this 49ers trade for a guy who has pending charges on his head right now? I mean, you're talking a risk of this man could be serving a prison sentence here. Obviously, seem, things seem to be looking up for him. He's working out. He's in camp, so he hasn't gotten suspended by the league yet. You know, even with pay, there's been no suspension, and we really haven't seen the case move forward. But, I mean, you're talking about risking three first-round picks and the rookie or going into second-year quarterback Tua Tagovailoa or whatever, how you say his last name, for a guy who could potentially, you know, not be playing football in a year, depending on his case charges. Justin, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, uh, I feel – so last week, me and um, Mikey, Mikey Clutch kind of talked about this. I was all in on it. I was like, you know what? Scare money don't make no money. I mean, if you can get Deshaun Watson, you know, give up what you got to give up, and you just, you know, roll with They already made a mistake years ago with – um not getting Drew Brees, I mean, go for it. You know, if, if, if you can, if he can come and you can win one Super Bowl, like, not to get off the mm-hmm. topic, but even what the what Green Bay did this year, I mean, they messed up, Aaron Rodgers most likely will be gone next season. But if you can get him back for this one year, if you get a Super Bowl out of it, it's worth it. But anyway, yeah, I would first, okay, we don't know how long this case is going to be pending or, you know, how long this is going to yeah. hold out. So you got Tua. You got to see what you got. I wouldn't go off last year, one, because he was a rookie, and two, because he was in and out the lineup. I feel like you got you a young quarterback. You got to let him make mistakes and let him get a rhythm, but you switching him in and out with uh, Fitzmagic. So I feel like he never really got a chance to get his rhythm. He came in kind of middle of the half of the season. He, he didn't look too, too good. But now you got him some weapons. He's got a year of experience. So see what you got first. I mean – I'm sure multiple people, I'm sure Deshaun Watson has multiple suitors, but so no, and on top of that, nobody's just going to jump because like you said, he got these charges pending against him. So you don't want to just give up your capital. And so I'm sure everybody's waiting, but you got a chance to see what this young quarterback can do. And, you know, I like Tua's track record. I don't know if you guys know anything about his background, but the way he was raised up, he, mm-hmm. he don't look like the kind of guy who in the club, you know what I mean? He looks like a <laughs> football guy. And so, yeah. I mean, give him a chance. See what you got. You probably mm-hmm. don't need to give up all of that capital. Maybe you maybe Tua show you that he could be a franchise quarterback for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. You keep that draft capital and you build the defense. You get rid of Xavier Howard and get some more draft picks and you just build mm-hmm. the defense around it. You got an offense. So I will see how Tua progresses this year and – However, however, I'm feeling mid-season, maybe I'll start to think about, okay, putting a package together for Deshaun and taking that chance. Yeah, JB, let me get a point in here real quick because I kind of <laughs> like what he was saying. 
I feel like just the narrative, even over the last two years on quarterbacks, has kind of changed. Um, we don't give quarterbacks the benefit of doubt of progressing and growing anymore. Right. It's just, you know, on to the next so quick if you're not playing like And I think it really has, my opinion, it has a lot to do with how Patrick Mahomes came out and played. After sitting a year and then throwing 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, everyone wants to have the next Patrick Mahomes because it's something that we haven't really seen before. You know, Peyton Manning was atrocious in his first, like, two years. Terrible. And But then it worked out good for the Colts. And you just see what Patrick Mahomes did in his second year, first year starting, to have a season like he did. It's just that's what everyone wants now. You know, that's the dream. So I feel like we're just past the era of progressing and growing with quarterbacks, and it's just on to the next awfully quick. We've gotten, what, six starts out of Tua? And who said, like you said, who says he can't be a franchise quarterback? I, from what we've seen, he didn't show it for sure. And, you know, like I said, that's just the era that we're living in now is on to the next. So that's why the – that's why Deshaun Watson is such a strong suitor for Miami. They're right here away from, you know, a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. And it's just we're, we're jumping ship maybe too early on Tua. And it's just going to be I – just, I just don't like the way that that's heading. You know, it took Drew Brees even a while. It took him to get to a second team to have the career that he did. You know, he was with right. the Chargers, and they said we're drafting Phillip Rivers. Obviously, he had some injury issues, you know, with the – Shoulders. Some people thought he was maybe never even going to throw a ball again. But I just think people need to slow it down. And I think, obviously, this year's draft showed a big thing in that. I mean, people were just so quarterback hungry that the the fucking 49ers threw away three future first-round picks for Trey Lance, who was, like, arguably the fifth-best quarterback <laughs> in the draft just because of his talent. You know, they see, you know, he's kind of got that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes build. So they're taking risks. And I don't know. I think that we need to just kind of pump the brakes on just the way the quarterback era is heading. But I do, at the same point, understand why Miami would jump ship and get Deshaun Watson because they are that guy away from winning a Super Bowl. You know, they, they you add Deshaun Watson to that team. That's the best team that Deshaun Watson's ever played for. So... Speaking on the pending cases, we're gonna I'll throw it over to UJB. Put yourself in Chris Greer's shoes. Get the pending cases. Are you trading for Deshaun Watson? Are you risking that draft capital? So kinda just wrapping up what you guys said, two is coming off that hip hip flexor or whatever injury mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, you drafted him for a reason. You kinda gotta take a step back, evaluate him, see is this your guy. But yeah, the quarterback era is really progressing. Um, it's cutthroat now. You're either good enough or you're not because I would say at least every year there's 16 new quarterbacks coming into the league. So yeah. it's make or break. You're either going to do it or you're not. There's only 32 starting spots. All right. And we're headed to the era where it's also 10 years, $500 million. Mm -hmm. So you're getting signed for a long time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So then there is no replacing that type of quarterback on that type of deal. Mm -hmm. So everybody's looking for that type of franchise quarterback. I think Deshaun Watson is that type of quarterback. So then you weigh out your checks and balances of, do I give up maybe 
three first-round picks in Tua because Tua's just kind of, eh. And then take a gamble on not having to draft a quarterback for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Or do I just kind of gamble that Tua's the guy? And I wouldn't wholeheartedly say that Tua's the guy, but um, I'm not in training camp. I'm not the ones evaluating him. So I guess I couldn't tell. Um, but I definitely would say if you have a chance to go get Deshaun Watson, even with pending cases, because it's been so nonchalant, kind of on the back burner for the last, I can't even tell you three the last months, time I heard of it. Three months, easily. Any progression I haven't heard of on the case. Um, so it seems like it's pretty much washed hands. Um, I might take a gamble of maybe trying to get Deshaun Watson and getting rid of Xavion Howard all in the same deal. Right. Talk up Xavion yeah. Howard. I was thinking that too, yeah. And be like, hey, you could take him and <clears throat> we'll give you a first and a third. I was thinking that too. And yeah. be like, if you don't want Xavion Howard, move him. And the good and thing is. Draft picks out of Xavion Howard as well. Right. Mm-hmm. The good thing is they're not forced to make a decision. You know what I mean? They don't have to. It's not like they own a clock. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not a. We need to make this decision now, you know. Yeah, they got a chance to see who that guy is, and like you said, we ain't in training camp. Maybe we, we don't we don't know what he looked like in training camp. Mm-hmm. Get you a, a a a preseason game, you know. I mean, you know, just kind of feel him out. You got a few weeks to kind of. I'm sure this is still gonna kind of roll over into the season. This kind of uncertainty about Deshaun's future. So yeah, you know, they got time. Yeah, and I. I hundred percent. Like you said, I really love the point of this isn't on the Miami Dolphins, really, because like you said, we don't know who we got into a they they could be perfectly fine and he still be that guy. So the pressure is not really on them. Pressure's on the Texans on if they're going to get a return for this guy before the season starts. You know, are they just going to sit a franchise quarterback on their bench this year? Like. That's that's the point, and I love the point that you made, JB, about how it's a, a cutthroat league now, which, you know, obviously, just proved, like I said, from the draft. You know, Sam Darnold out of out of New York awfully quick because they got Zach Wilson, and which really surprised me that Denver they didn't jump. I know they did trade for Teddy Bridgewater, and the pressure's on him, and he hasn't had the most consistent career. He's been in and out of injuries his rookie year. He didn't start until week eleven. But, you know, with you saying how cutthroat it is, I don't know how they didn't draft a quarterback this year and just on to the next, you know, just giving up on Drew Locke. But that's just how it worked out. You have something here for the Texans? Yeah, well, yeah but kind of going back to what you just said, I was surprised they didn't take Fields at nine when I saw him fall. Um, but, yeah, oh, still- Field Yates just tweeted that Texans head coach David Coley said in his press conference today, that Deshaun Watson wasn't at practice and that they make decisions every day based off of what's best for the football team. So maybe they really did put him on the back seat. Say, all right, just don't show up. Oh. I mean, respect to Dave Coley. He's not fucking around. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't either. I mean, he's walking into a new he's walking into a new franchise, a trash franchise. Randall Cobb did talk highly of him, so Maybe they're in there to turn it around. But he also did say, I've been to hell and back. <laughs> well, yeah. he, he talked highly of well, it, and then he to... said, you know, I've been to hell and back, yeah. so I'm happy to be here. All right. But, all right, let's 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 move on. Speaking of Randall Cobb, he's got his quarterback back. Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay uh, for 2021 after his long holdout 
and uh, even some trade requests from you know the team that he spent his entire career with. They reworked his deal, pretty much put the power in Rodgers' hands after 2021 on where or what he wants to do with Green Bay next year. Most are assuming it will not be in Green Bay. Would you guys be so easy to give into Rodgers' demands if you were Mark Murphy and Brian Gutenkunst? Uh, JB, we'll start with you. Yes and no. I feel like it's kind of a tough spot. He is your franchise quarterback. He has been since Brett Favre obviously exited. Um, future Hall of Famer. Has all the accolades for it. I mean, you can't go wrong. But at the same time, he's getting older. He doesn't want to play for your franchise, supposedly. Or you guys aren't getting along on some sort of terms. So why, why highlight his Hall of Fame career with how it ended, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Like, he's had, I can't tell you, X amount of years. What is it, 13? Uh, what, 2008 was his technically rookie season, even though he was drafted 05. So, 13. so yeah. 13 years with the Packers. I mean, 13-year career, you're going to end it on a bad note, spoil how he feels about the Packers. It's just, I I don't like that. I feel like the only reason I could see myself giving into his demand so easily is, one, you're getting him for this year, which is huge, grabbing Aaron Rodgers for another year while your roster is the best it's been. You know, it's – really doesn't have any holes outside of linebacker. Their offensive line, yeah, they're replaced in the draft, who I like with picks I like. I think they're going to turn out. Obviously, we need to see results first. You bring a boy like Randall Cobb back for Aaron Rodgers, make him happy. And, you know, you when you have Aaron Rodgers, obviously you're always in the Super Bowl hunt. The thing is that is also going to help him out is Aaron Rodgers, when he was on his way out, you had Devontae Adams unhappy with his contract. And uh, Darius Smith, unhappy with his contract. And it just looked like, I mean, for a minute there when they posted that last dance post and then two minutes later a report that comes out saying that Darius Smith kind of wants out, I was like, well, hell is burning right now in Green Bay. Like, this is it. Like, this is the downfall of them. Obviously, two days later, everything seemed to be fine. But you're talking about having another year with Aaron Rodgers and having another year of happy Devontae Adams, I'm happy Zadaria Smith, where you can rework contract deals now for them and get them to stick around maybe long-term, even after Rodgers is gone. But just automatically having Rodgers... Or they all go with him. Which would be heaven on earth, you know, as Bears and oh, Vikings yeah. fans, you know, everyone get the fuck out of Green Bay and we all throw a party. Like, that's just how it's going to go down. But at the same time, it's like, if you don't like the way we're running shit... Even if you, technically, even if it, if Rogers is right, if you don't like the way we're running shit, and you're unhappy here, like we could get a haul for you. Like, I'd you know, like we'll trade you. Like, but if he wants to retire, then you know you're walking away with nothing. So it, it's just kind of a weird situation, being Mark Murphy and Brian Gutenkunst. Um, Justin, what are your thoughts? You know, on if you were the GM and uh, president, technically of the Packers. What would your kind of thoughts be on the Aaron Rodgers situation? Like, would you be cool just giving into his demands so easily? I mean, he's the guy who's brought you a Super Bowl. He's the guy who's led you to numerous NFC titles, NFC North titles, not NFC titles because that dude's NFC championship track record is pretty pretty narrow. But what, what would you 
say, Justin? Hell yeah. Let me tell you something, man. I, I, I hate this franchise with every being in my body. This is their fault. This is all their fault. All of this Aaron Rodgers controversy, this is all on them. At this point, you better do whatever he asks you to do. I don't care what it is. It is their fault. They started, this This has been brewing for a long time. I think the Jordan Love pick is when we saw it come to fruition, is when we actually was able to recognize, like, oh, okay, we see a, a problem. I think that's the, that was the first sign that we saw it. This has been going on for a while. Like he said in, um, I think, his one of his interviews a few days ago last week, you know, I just wanted to basically I just wanted my opinion to be heard. I just wanted to, you know, my opinion as the quarterback to matter. It's all their fault. You gotta do whatever mm-hmm. he asks you to do. And like I said, like this man, like bringing him back for this one season, by the grace of God, y'all got him back for another season. You've been to the NFC championship two years in a row. And basically you got a chance to win it every year with Aaron Rodgers. You had a busted up O line. You had his what was it, the left tackle, uh, Bakhtiari. Yeah, Bakhtiari. He was he was he was hurt. You got a chance every year as long as you got Aaron Rodgers. If they won a Super Bowl this year, it was worth it. Oh, you 100%. better figure out who Jordan Love is real quick because after this season, that's all you gonna have. They messed this up from the beginning. You should have respected the man when you had him. Mm-hmm. You should have listened to him. Now they're trying to make amends. I'm gonna get you Randall Cobb and you know. Yeah, you better do whatever the hell he asks you to do, because after this season, it's over with. And if he can, if you can get one more Super Bowl out of it, then it's worth it. And I understand, like, <clears throat> part of me sympathizes with them, unfortunately, because I get what they're doing. If you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who was the best quarterback in the league for however many years, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you got that premium over everybody. Yeah, focus on the defense, and it's kind of it's kind of unfair to him. Specifically, because it's like, yeah, you so great. You just got to kind of figure it out on offense. But you the premium. Your greatness allows them to focus on the defense, and they just can never get it done for, you know, whatever situation. But reason, other than that, what was it, uh, 2010, 09? But, yeah, man, you got to do whatever this man asks you to do. And if you can get a Super Bowl out of it, it was worth it. Oh, 100%. If you get a, like, that's the thing about the NFL. No matter what move you make, if you walk away with a Super Bowl ring at the end of the year, I don't what you did i don't care how many bad moves you made and people questioned your moves if you have a ring on your finger you did something right because you're why you have a super bowl title and that's you know every team's dream you know people were shitting on tom brady going to the buccaneers people telling me fucking he they they will barely even make the playoffs you know they did come second in the nfc south they did they were a wild technically a wild card team they were a wild card team but we all knew that they were better than a wild card team but i was just i I was like, people are ta- people are talking nonsense here. If you think Tom Brady is not going to run shit with Bruce Arians, and he, I mean, just because of the great year that you know, you know, Josh Allen came onto the scene this year, Russell Wilson had fucking came out on fire at the beginning of twenty twenty, at the beginning of twenty twenty. Aaron Rodgers having you know the season he had. I mean, Tom Brady's season kind of just went a little under the radar. You know, his regular season numbers were phenomenal, so. I, I mean, people were talking crazy. I was like, Bruce Harians and this man are going to run shit this year. And, you know, people were questioning the move. Does he still got it? You know, he had that Tennessee Titans-Patriots loss. And I was, I just thought, like, I was like, you guys are talking crazy now. Bruce Arians is going to kill it with that man. It's like Bruce Arians made Carson Palmer look like an MVP in in the Arizona years. 
So whatever moves you make and you walk away with the Super Bowl, I mean, final at the end of the day, you, you made the right moves. And like you said, when you have Aaron Rodgers, you are always contending for a Super Bowl. So if the Packers walk away with the one this year, you know, people aren't even going to be thinking about when Aaron Rodgers was requesting a trade. People aren't going to think about the bad things he said about the organization. Like, that's just going to go right into the back of everyone's heads. Indeed. And, you know, maybe maybe it will be his last year. But like you said, if they get a Super Bowl out of it, that's all that matters. And even like, I don't, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but when he wasn't showing up to, uh, what was it? The, um, not training camp, the one OTAs. before that. OTAs. Wasn't showing up to OTAs, right? Supposedly, he was getting, he was losing money. And he was like, you know, I don't care about the money. He was supposed to be losing money, right? Whatever it is, I know, I know it's a way better, um, term for this. I'm just kind of talking, but he, um, basically, it's something that they can do to avoid that and to still pay him. It, it, I don't know what happened with that. It's not obviously that kind of stuff ain't gonna come out, but I I guarantee you that they gave him that money because it's like it's, and, and it's the same thing with this. You have to make amends. You messed this up from the beginning. This is all on y'all. Pay that man. So what? He didn't come. You don't gotta come. We're gonna figure it out. I'm not finna. You know if I how I want you to come back, but I'm gonna still find you. Yeah, well you ain't come. So no, here take the money. Just come back, please. Come back for the season, even yeah. if you get him for a season. So. I, I can't. I, I couldn't see them finding him either. I agree with you on that standpoint. Yeah. And just the fact that he turned down a contract extension to make <laughs> him the biggest, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, which exactly. is insane. Which shows it's not a football problem. Yeah. Fifty million dollar ceiling. Exactly. You know. I mean, you're talking about Think Patrick about Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, making fifty million a year. Uh, yeah, it just showed you it was just more than the money. I mean, this dude's I mean, probably money, got. Yeah. Dude's probably got. Football bag anyway you know he's married to Shailene Woodley who's a you know B, B-list actress you know she's been in some pretty big movies you know I mean kind of like a little Tom Brady effect going on here his wife's probably not probably not making as much as him but you know I'm pretty sure she's got her shit figured out so who Shailene Woodley she Aaron Rodgers wife actress she she was in uh fucking uh I, I thought he was engaged is he married now is that married Engaged, oh, yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah, she was in some big Fault in Our Stars and all them, you know, little corny little teen movies that everyone cried over. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, she's got her bag. You know, I'm sure he wasn't that worried about the money. But you know, JB, you look like you got something to say. You look like you've just been brewing over there. No, I I just kind of been thinking, taking it all in, taking it all in. Yeah, that's fault, man. It's all them. Well, let's let's just hop into the NFC North here. I just want right. to talk about it a little bit. I know you've probably now got some. Spicy. Yeah, now JB's gonna be coming at y'all with some heat real quick. You know, we're gonna obviously stick with the Aaron Rodgers division here. The bad man, he's back. But the NFC North, you could argue across the board, other than Detroit, these teams are arguably better. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, especially. But you look at Chicago situation. You know, they obviously they lost Kyle Fuller. But you could argue ten times out of ten that the quarterback room is still better than what it was. You know, Andy Dalton better than both Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. Bears fans were about to burn down House Hall when we signed him. That was obviously in the heights of the Russell Wilson to Chicago mm-hmm. extraordinaire. And then, you know, everything's all cool now because we drafted Justin Fields. How many games do you see the Packers walking away with this year in the win column one? And do you see them walking away with the division title to JB? 
I have your opinions on this, but I'm going to go ahead and let you take over for a little bit here on your thought process because I know that you have strong, strong opinions that some people might not agree with, but, you know, you're obviously going to hold true to them. I'm going to go with – I forgot what I told you, but I'm, I'm going to say, like, the 11-win range ballpark. Um, I definitely see maybe a little bit of regression. Uh, their defense didn't really play well last year. I mean, the Vikings, who were 1-5, and five came in came into uh, Lambeau and pretty much Devin Cook ran all over them. Um, so I would definitely see them regressing. And you wanted all my NFC North or just No, I just, you know, obviously you've got your opinions on who's walking away with the division this year. Oh, so I was just going to yeah. let you get them in there and let everyone know. Yeah, the Vikings are definitely walking away with it. Um, easily probably the most improved defense this year. They went from a bottom bottom third, I think they were the 29th ranked defense last year, to easily a top 10 defense. Um, arguably, maybe even top five, if you yeah. all put it to it. Um, and our offense has just gotten better. Filling the holes on the offensive line. Finally get some wide receiver three competition outside of Chad Beebe and Olabisi Johnson, who unfortunately tore his ACL. Mm -hmm. um, but you bring in somebody like D.D. Westbrook, that could be huge. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset, that could be huge. Um, even other guys like Wafilor from Indiana. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, Wap. Wap? Wap. His w name is actually Wap? W-H-O-P, yeah. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it, it's definitely how I've been reading it. <laughs> Wap. W-H-O-P. <laughs> that man, Wap. <laughs> Wow. I talk. His name is Wop. Yeah. Philor. P H I L Y O R. Oh, that dude's got to be getting some heat in the locker room, bro. Oh, he came from Indiana. So I've been, I I've don't been care talking to the Hauser brothers from him. I don't know. I don't care where the fuck you come from, but if your name's Wop. Wop, you're getting some heat. That means he's making the roster. That's all that means. You're getting some <laughs> heat in yeah. the locker room. I mean, we're just bringing in wide receivers for that competition. Obviously, one and two are set in stone, I would say. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited. This is the most excited I've been about a Vikings team in many, many years, pretty much since, like, 09, 08, 09 when we got Brett Favre. I play Madden with some hefty, with some, um, hefty Packer fans, and I was telling them about your thoughts. And I was actually defending you because they were just, you know, being Packer fans and shitting on the Vikings and as usual. Again, that's fine. When they're and when they're all said and done with twenty years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks and they only get one Super Bowl out of it and their downfall's coming, <coughs> I'd be talking shit too because they got a long road ahead of them. They're, but I'm just letting you know if you want to make some money and you're confident in this, bets. Oh, bets, bets are on the table. Oh, I'm ready. I'm sure Brett will make some juicy bets with yeah, you this we year too. Did. Oh, you already bet on yeah. the division already this year? Yeah. What's the price? You don't got to give us the price range, but would you? Would you? Are we looking pretty hefty on the bet? You know, the usual. It's hefty. The usual. The usual. The, the usual. same bet that we've made for like the past. Yeah. Your time is coming. Was it third time's a charm here? Yeah, third time's a charm. So he's gonna get it. But uh, Justin, let's hear your standpoints on the division this year. You know, us being Bear fans, we're probably walking away with third place this year in the division, in my opinion. Mm. If you know, we. I don't know. There, if he's there's on them Packers. Take over second at least. I would, um, uh, you know, I would love to finish second in the division this year, and but 
which what's your opinion? Where where you got uh still think Green Bay walking away with it? Yeah, I'm a I'm a I mean, you know, I'm a homer, but I'm not going you know, I'm not blind. I Aaron Rodgers, man. They're gonna win the division. Uh that, Packers. I hate to say it, but I yeah, I, I think they're gonna win the division. Uh like J B said last year, their defense wasn't all of that, but Aaron Rodgers changes everything. He changed the whole dynamic of the team. You got Devontae Adams coming back. Still got Aaron Jones. You got him uh, another um, – you got Randall Cobb, another guy he's comfortable with. And I just – yeah, so I got them coming in first. It's going to be the Vikings or the Bears. I I, I say – I'm rocking with Minnesota too. I say the Justin Fields, he looks like he's going to be a star, but maybe I, – I don't know if he's going to come out the gate like, uh, you know, like Herbert did last year. I think he's going to probably – Need a little bit of growing, have a have a few growing pains, yeah. and so I, I I'm not gonna just give second place to Minnesota, but I could yeah, it's realistic, realistically probably Minnesota, but I could see them going kind of back and forth. I'm not gonna just count us out. I feel like you know that can that can go either way. I got the Packers probably. Let me see, I see a couple of um, games. I, I I think I think okay, like the 49ers. Like that's a, a a bad matchup for them. You got the Chiefs, you know Pat Mahomes, Washington. A defense. I, I think that that's arguably going. That's got it. They got a chance to be the best defense in the league this year. Honestly, I think that they that good. Uh, so I, you know maybe they they find a way to fluster Aaron Rodgers. Um, he could easily split one with the Vikings or the Bears, depending on how well Justin Fields comes out. Just any division. You know, matchup, we'll, you yeah. Never know. So. I mean, except for Detroit. Line, except for Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he could either easily split one of those games and the Browns. So I could see them losing about maybe four or five games. So about the same. Yeah, I think, you know, kind of my, my standpoint here. Can I say something before you go? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna back you up here in a second, but you, you can go. Okay, so my question to Packers fans would be, where did you get better this offseason? That yeah. puts you so much ahead of everybody else. I mean Aaron Rodgers. I mean <laughs> they had Aaron Rodgers last year, but I where, mean, where did they improve? Randall Cobb. I mean, I where, guess where the wide receiver room improves very Eric slightly. Stokes. Yeah, very slightly. If Eric Stokes turns out, you know they they <laughs> definitely it's an upgrade over Kevin King. Oh, anything's. I mean, Dude, I, that's super we cool. laughed at the pick. We did. But I I've did, laughed I did at a laugh lot of. I've laughed at a lot of Green Bay picks, and it's come back. I laughed at Jair Alexander. I laughed at Jordan Love when it happened. I mean, yeah, I cracked up. My dad told me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> as soon as I started laughing about Jordan Love, he said I laughed at Aaron Rodgers, and look what that got me. He's like, "You shut the hell up." He's they like, "We wait until he sucks." Such a bland off season. I mean, they didn't really sign nobody. I mean, but they they, they kind of were in a situation nobody. of what are we gonna who we're gonna have are we gonna spend a lot of money if Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna be here though it kind of did fuck them in the well, offseason. yeah that's fine but if you're already falling short in the NFC Championship two years in a row they the not NFC it wasn't bad okay they got smoked by the Niners right two years they ago. wasn't that bad last year they didn't have Bakhtiari that's a I mean we 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 see how much the O line can matter right Super Bowl yeah. they didn't have Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers if they just Run the ball like you said. The miscommunication at the end of the game. He thought he had another another chance to go at it. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got to go for it. I, hey, it was close, man. I mean, right? You know, definitely was a tight battle. You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't get a ball to Tom is, back to Brady, and I mean, you know, it's just not to the point where I've been like, damn, Packers, wow, dude, Super Bowl for sure. No, not the no. Super Bowl, I I, I think the NFC is better across the board. You know, the, the Rams. Nostalgia that like, oh yeah, 
Aaron Rodgers walking away with the division. Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is going to make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is going to do this. I definitely see a big fall off. I think it's just the fact of – I think it's the fact of having, you know, just the offseason that they've had of potentially not even having them is kind of what the – is what's helping with the nostalgia. Just the fact that this is a reality that we might not have Aaron Rodgers helps us believe that, you know, this is it for Green Bay. They're not beating the Rams. No, I don't think they are either. I think the Rams are probably the best team. They're not. They're not beating any juggernaut in the NFC. I don't even think. I mean, really? You can this never. Is... You can never count them out. But 49ers, If the 49ers are playing well, no way they're beating. What them. If... I can't. I can't see. I. I don't know. I. It's just tough. You know. I just. I can't. I've bet against that man so many times in my life, and it has. So I will bet against me up. Yeah, I'm you letting you make. Me. I'm letting you make the bets. You offered me money. I'm like, nah. Tell all your Packers boys to hit me up. I. We'll let them know. And I'm just going to get my point in here. I agree. I, I've heard – I've said this before. Like, I agree. Minnesota had a phenomenal offseason. Minnesota is, you know, a revamped team. They're getting their stars back on defense. They played the whole year without Daniil Hunter, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks. Um, you add Pat Peterson, who's going to help Cam Dantzler out a lot. Uh, obviously, I'd probably say free safety is probably your weakest position other than your other edge rusher. And, you know – what who'd you get? Xavier, Xavier Woods? Woods? Xavier Woods. Yeah. You know, he's solid. I wouldn't say he's anything above I mean, he's decent for sure. I wouldn't say he's anything above average at the free safety That's position. All he's though. gotta do is compliment Harrison Smith. No, yeah, exactly. Harrison and Smith will take I have care full of full confidence of because he's learning from Harrison Smith. I mean, you saw what happened to Anthony Harris. Yeah, Anthony Just Harris took off. Learning with Harrison Smith and playing as a cohesive unit. I have no doubt in my mind that Xavier Woods is on a contract year. He's got something to prove. And he's gonna come out there and play his best football. Yeah, I would. I, I like the Xavier Wood signing. You know, it's, I think it's a good replacement for Anthony Harris. But I'd probably say, other than your other edge rusher, he's still the weakest part on your defense, and that's a good weakness to have. Yeah, yeah. Patrick, that's a, Patrick Peterson will not be affected. Like he, he's gonna help. I think you know, uh, as a veteran standpoint, though, just lo- teaching. Little, you know, yeah, I'm not saying he's gonna. Some, but I mean, on the room, field, yeah. I mean, he, he clearly declined. He's no. the, yeah, he's solid. You know, I'd still say he's probably. I don't, I don't you know, he, he obviously is not the Pat Pete we know, the lockdown corner that you know we grew up watching. He's long gone. But he's still That's fine if you got Harrison Smith over the top. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's so. got, he's got, he's just got the help. I don't know. You guys know my standpoint. Yeah, I just, I, I'm we gonna let thrive. JB bet. We thrive with those corners because we don't play your typical man to man. We play straight zone. Yeah. So all Patrick Peterson has to do is sit in his little spot, read the ball, read the quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's what he does best. Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets beat man-to-man coverage. We don't run man-to-man very often because we run two two high safeties. So when all said and done, I he's got something to prove too. Yeah, he does. He does. Everybody's you know, counting him out, saying he's on the back end of his career. He ain't the same Pat Pete. Keep his ass in coverage, man. So he likes that, and we have. A top two corner from last year's draft in Cam Dantzler. Um, so I would definitely like to see Cam Dantzler pick Pat Pete's brain, and it's just going to improve him in the, long, in the long run. So I'm excited about Pat Pete. I don't think he'll, like you said, probably be the Pat Pete we remember. But if he's half of the Pat Pete I remember, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, before we move on here, you know, I got to get my little – Ad reading, hyping my stuff up. Uh, Slick Nichols golf outing coming up September 18th. 
uh, come out and, uh, you know, get your foursome, four-man best ball, $400 for a foursome. But that, I'm telling you that $100 that you're spending per person is so well spent. You get free golf polo um, with the Slick Nichols, you know, golf outing on it. You get Pat's Brewing Q at night. You get six 16-ounce beers. Come out to the golf course on September 18th, the Slick Nichols golf outing. And just, you know, 18 holes, you know, you get to go back to the bar at night and you get to see all of our faces there because we're going to be having a party at Hole 8. Um, Pinewood Sports Network will be sponsoring that event. We'll be sitting at Hole 8. We're going to have some competitions going on for you at Hole 8. Um, and we're going to be having a good time, too. So go ahead and get your foursome signed up for the Slick Nichols Golf Outing September 18th at Timber Point Golf Course. Let's go ahead and move on. Colts and Carts and Colts and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is out once again with another injury, giving his return timetable probably one of the largest I've ever seen. Five to 12 weeks. Usually you get like your little eight to 12s at most, you know, like a four-week return period. But this man has seven weeks from when he can return to when, you know, at the latest he'll return. Five to 12 weeks. Odds are, if you guess what week he's coming back, you're going to be right, or at least somewhat right. Because you got a pretty big uh, timetable there. Uh, so week five would put him back right in time for week one's matchup against the Seahawks. Or, you know, if he goes the full 12 weeks, we're looking at week eight game against the Tennessee Titans. JB, we'll start with you. Is Carson Wentz's career pretty much over going on his fourth straight season with looming injuries? I, I wouldn't say over, but. I would, that's what I was just about yeah. to say. I wouldn't say over necessarily. Um, yeah, down and out for sure. Um, it's not like the horizon's looking up for him, but he was in the MVP race when he was playing well. He was that, wow, dude, the Eagles are getting good again type of factor to that team. Um, reuniting with Frank Reich is going to help him, I think, in the long run. Um, he's got something to play for, again, something to prove. Those are my favorite type of players in the NFL. Showing that you still got it. You're still that guy. Because I feel like they play with a chip on their shoulder. And it makes them play better. So, I wouldn't say his career is over. But his best might be behind him. But this could definitely be the revitalized career as well. Yeah, Justin, I'll let you get your points in here before I hop on this topic. Um Carson Wentz is, you know, would you say not career over? Obviously, that's definitely a yeah, big um, thing to say, but not over. But um, I don't know what we expect. I don't know what people really like expect from him, and I'll I, I'll get into this later. Um, cause he, yeah, I get into I I'll get into more of it later, cause I got some more to say about him on another topic. But yeah, Carson Wentz pretty much man, it's it's not over. But I don't know what people expect from him. The 2017 Carson Wentz that we saw, he's he'll he'll never be back. I can I I'm willing to he he will he's not coming back. The best that you should expect is for him to come back and be a game manager. And I'll leave it at that. That's I mean just just don't lose us the game. Don't make stupid plays. You got a nice solid team around you. A lot of I mean it's not a lot of name brand guys, especially on the defense outside of DeForest Buckner and uh, Darius Leonard, but I mean, you got Quentin Nelson on the O-line. You know, you got solid guys. You got solid running backs, Michael Pittman. I mean, you got pieces. You got pieces to really compete. And when healthy, I think the Colts are locked for that to win that division. But uh, 
Yeah, don't expect too much from him. Just he not go. He's not the kind of guy that can just lead a team. I don't feel anymore, and just put the team on his back and uplift. Yeah, that's not him. Just and I feel like the Colts been looking for this kind of guy that they want him to be for a while. Just even Phillip Rivers. I just want you to be solid and don't lose us the game. Make the right throws, mm-hmm. make the right decisions, and you know, just, and yeah, just get us stuff. Rivers was you know decent for what they for what it was worth, but I think they were definitely looking to. <laughs> Get younger, more athletic, which he is more mm-hmm. athletic than Philip Rivers. It's not too hard to be more athletic than Philip Rivers. You they're, could argue I'm better than more. I'm not better, but more athletic than <laughs> Philip Rivers. They're just in a situation in that division where they have room. They have a buffer to be kind of average. Mm-hmm. Right? Figure their stuff out throughout the year and perfect it for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Outside of, I don't know, maybe Urban Meyer and the Jags. I don't think anybody's really going to compete with them in that division this exactly. year. And that's that's why I love what the Colts are doing. They're kind of really realizing, you know, now with Trevor Lawrence being in the division, they probably have to speed things up a little bit because if he turns out to be that guy, they could easily run the division now for, yep. you know, in like three years for a very long time if he does turn out to be that dude. But like you said, they definitely do have a little bit of space. You know, the Titans are solid. You know, they're a very solid team. I like Mike Vrabel. I like Ryan Tannehill. They added Julio Jones there. So I definitely like the direction that the Titans are heading in as well. But I think that the Colts' upside definitely has more if the quarterback position, and as in Carson Wentz, can play successful football. And kind of like you said, even like just a game manager, will, I think can win them division, a division this year. So it's just an odd, it's just, just a question of be a wild card. Yeah, it's you just don't qu- even have to win the division. It's just a question of where do you go from here? You're looking at Carson Wentz, who's injury prone. Absolutely. And you, what do you want to toss in Sam Ellinger or Jacob Eason? You know, who are like fifth round picks, and maybe it's going to be a very long time before they ever see the light of the day. Nick Foles, baby. Was, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. Do <laughs> they take the risk? It's not really a risk. And trade for a solidified backup, as in Nick Foles, who obviously, if you guys watched his press conference yesterday, man was pissed off about yep. some. And but reuniting him with the coach who helped win him a Super Bowl MVP, obviously he said that in his press conference. He said Frank Reich knows me. Probably throwing a little fire at Matt Nagy. You know, Frank Reich gets me. He knows what plays to run for me. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty much saying Matt Nagy's not using him right. Well, <laughs> I don't think. You know, shout out to Frank Reich. I guess that's what makes you so great. You're one of the, you're one in 32 NFL head coaches that could use Nick, <laughs> that could use Nick Foles to <laughs> his strengths because there aren't that many strengths from Nick Foles. Um, so where do you guys think they go? Do you think they maybe go inside the division, get Gardner Minshew, or do you think that they trade for go after Nick Foles? You know, with Carson pending, you know, potentially a 12 week slump and knock him out of the wild card race. I feel like it's tough. I don't think Nick Foles would necessarily step in and win you a whole bunch of games. I think he would win more than Sam Ellinger or Jacob Eason would. Well, yeah, but I don't think Gardner Minshew comes in and wins you a whole bunch of games. So I feel like they're in a kind of tough spot where they might try and rush him back, which could be Mm -hmm. bad for him long term. Mm -hmm. But I don't really see any – like true fixes for them. Again, we're not in training camp. We don't see how Sam Ellinger, Jacob Eason have been playing, but odds are odds are 
not good. They're not going to be able to go in there and win you a game. So maybe you gamble on Nick Foles and reunite him and hope that he can win you half of the games when Chris or Carson Wentz is gone. But I don't know. Fucking take the fucking risk, Indianapolis. Nineteen forty-two penny. Nineteen forty-two penny. I'll fucking give you whatever you want for Nick Foles, man. Get that dude off the roster. <laughs> take his six million dollar contract with them. I don't care what the hell you give up. Honestly, I don't. He's our third string quarterback this year. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have Tyler Bray for ten thousand dollars a game than Nick Foles for six million dollars a year. Like, yeah. Odds it was are more than that, wasn't it? Though I mean, the only time we've seen it, th- <coughs> when was the last time we've ever seen a third-string quarterback other than Monday Night last year against the Vikings when Tyler Bray came in to save the save us all? Like I can't remember the last time. Well, we've he seen was it. technically QB two then. Technically QB two, but you know, you get Mitch Trubisky was hurt, Nick Foles got hurt, and then Tyler Bray came in. Like, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time, you know. But if Andy Dalton gets hurt, and then. You know, we got Justin Fields, and then, then I'm thinking, uh, oh, if he gets hurt, yeah, uh, then, then we're back very, on the Tyler Bray train. You better knock on some wood or something. Very, very seldom is there a fix for something like this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at this point, everybody got their rosters. Right. It ain't just, oh, okay, well, you know, go get this guy. I mean, it's very seldomly a guy that you could just go get like that. So, in this kind of scenario, right, Nick Falls, because who else you gonna get? I mean. You got you to gotta go with the guy who won you a Super Bowl and just hope that – I mean, you're going to have to play uh, Eason too, so you might as well get him ready because Nick Foles ain't going to last. He's going to get hurt. He's also injury prone. So go yes. ahead, get Nick Foles, get you a veteran, bear him with your uh, you know, head coach. You got to go with it. And then when he get injured, you throw in Eason. And <laughs> Maybe this opens up an Andrew Luck comeback. Oh, no, chill out. We're getting too. We're getting way too deep on it now. Now we're hey. <laughs> we're diving into the I NFL mean, conspiracy. Now loud, we're JP. getting into it now. Calm I down. wouldn't. I wouldn't put it out of question. This podcast is going to turn into some smoking weed too loud. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. We just going to be sitting here smoking some weed and <laughs> listening. To, I do not smoke. For anyone who is wondering, I do not. But this is, we're going to turn into some Joe Rogan. Just oh, every time we say something, it just gets deeper and dives hey, deeper. I didn't, into I didn't think about that. That's that's true. I mean, yeah, I I don't think that it will. Uh, that's a, I say, you know, yeah, obviously being a Bear fan, I want it to happen so bad. So go get Nick Foles, baby. I mean, he won you a Super Bowl, Frank. You know, he's your guy while Carson isn't your guy. But it, who knows? It could bring up some bad blood between Carson and Nick. It's like, oh, guess who's here? The right. guy who hey, made it take job again. <laughs> the guy who took my spotlight in Philly is coming to Indianapolis to take my spotlight now. It's just uh, did yeah. you miss me? So I mean, last question here before we move on to our rookie predictions. Uh, does this lock in the Titans as the favorite in the AFC West? Because it depends if you're on the five week or the twelve weeks out of Carson Wentz. I would say I had the Colts win in the division with Carson Wentz. I don't yeah. know if you guys agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, hundred yeah, percent. That's why I said I, I, I guess it depends <coughs> if you're on the five week or the twelve week side of things. If it's on the twelve right. week, I'd say yeah, it's okay, a, let's go it's eight weeks. Locked. He's coming like week four. I say then it's definitely salvageable for the Colts. One hundred percent. So yeah. if you're on the short end of things, I I would definitely say no, that the Titans aren't a lock. But if we're on the twelve twelve week side of things for. Carson Wentz, I would definitely say then, yeah, the Titans are a lock. They've maybe got the toughest division in football this year, too, in the NFC West that year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just – but that goes both ways. You know, both teams are probably going to be losing a lot of those games. 
I think the Colts have a better chance if they have Carson Wentz, though. So I'm not – I don't know. It just depends, like you said, on how long this looms, how long this is holding over him. What's the – like, if he's out for, you know – Nine to ten weeks, you know, you're looking at some very rough yeah. beginning of the season. And you're definitely the goal is to win a division title first, and then you go from there in the playoffs. Anything can happen. I feel like so, the, um, defense is very important, too. And I've, that's where the Titans, that's where they become questionable. Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, if you, I mean, Derrick Henry and Julio on the same offense, and, I mean, you just can't. Uh, A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, you can't underestimate what they're going to bring. So I expect the offense to be pretty prolific. Either you're going to stack the box against Derrick Henry and get killed with, I mean, over the top of Julio, or, you know, you're going to put your safeties out there and, and and you know, Derrick just going to kill you with the run. But, uh, yeah, I, pretty much it's going to be – it all depends on when Carson Wentz comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, better sooner than later. It's more salvageable. And yeah. you can't just uh, count Jacksonville out either. I don't expect them to win the division, but – They'll probably steal a game or two from Tennessee, depending on how good Trevor Lawrence is. We got to see what these rookies look like too. So, hundred percent, got a few weapons as well. So, rookies. Speaking of rookies, let's hop right into our rookie predictions on the NFL. And I'm not talking just rookie of the year, offensive and defensive. I've got <laughs> the whole list busted out for y'all today. Oh, so obviously we'll start with the rookie. What do you guys want to start with here? Should we just get the rookie of the years out of the way right now and then yeah. get into the deep stats, or you want to do save them for last? I don't know. What are you thinking? Come on. You're with the reins. I'll go with the flow with you. You always just go, just go with the flow, man. What are you thinking, Justin? You want to save the rookie of the year for last? Or you want to get him out the way right now? So we get him out the way. All right, offensive rookie of the year, JB. I'm interested to see who yours is. Trevor Lawrence, because it's always a quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. still some bad blood looming over. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's T Law. I'll rock with T Law. Just it just seemed I I said in the G unit when I did that. I said Penny Sewell. I had to have been smoking crack that day. And Sewell <laughs> is the second best player in this draft, but uh, when the when was the last time an offensive lineman won this award? I was off award. some shits that I, day. It's a QB award. I would say Cal Pitts would probably Can't do come it. second. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not no T Law is the guy, but I I would probably put Cal Pitts as number two, just because I, I think he's going to be probably utilized heavily. Mm-hmm. In that offense, yeah, just to yeah. fill you in, in the passing still game, bad blood with Justin Jefferson. Not yeah, last year, <laughs> this dude's having PTSD right now. Talking about yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a quarterback award. Yeah, it, it yeah, it's definitely yeah. a quarterback award. All right, so now, um, not a quarterback award here. Defensive rookie of the year, Justin. I'll let you start this. Michael one. Parsons. Oh, my, my boy. I, the man ran a four three nine. My quarterback Justin Fields ran a four four. What I think a four four four. Hey. I got that man is a beast. I, I feel the 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 Cowboys need some more pieces, but that man is a superstar. Uh, he got it written all over him, from the way he carries himself, from just watching him his his highlights, and that man is going to be a superstar. I guarantee it. That's the defense player of the year. He he is he's going to be a dog. Superstar. JB. I think I'm gonna go guarantee. a little off the grid here. A little bit of a dark horse, but I'm going to say J.C. Horn. Oh, mm. I thought we were on the same page, not on the same page here. I like J.C. Horn. I think he's the best cornerback in the draft. And Really? The issue, it was, I mean, it's him or pass retaining. Like, I've, I've said sure. this before. I think that they're neck and neck and best cornerback in the draft. I give J.C. Horn the slightest of edges. I don't know. It, they're both, I think, going to be some, some dogs in this league. Mm-hmm. But I like the J.C. Horn pick as well. 
you know, sitting on it for a while. I'm going with a real dark horse here. The 19th overall pick, I think. Jalen Phillips, Miami, edge rusher. I think he was 18. Mm. 18. I'm but, going with Jalen Phillips. He's in Brian Flores' system now. Uh, I was hoping the Vikings were going to get him. He, I think he's going to be, you know, best pass rusher out, out of the draft. You know, there's Zayvon Collins from – but I, I'm gonna rock with I'm gonna rock with Jalen Phillips. I think you know people are kind of sleeping on his talent and he's his, huge. He's gonna put some production in with uh, Brian Flores's you know system. I think that he's gonna absolutely dominate. I'm rocking with Jalen Phillips. I think he's gonna touch you know maybe 10, 11 sacks this year. You know I don't know what what was uh no that's probably a little much. Joey Bosa had like what nine his defensive rookie of the year. I'd probably say like nine ten. I think Jalen Phillips is touching nine ten sacks this year, and I'm rocking with. Jalen Phillips to be defensive rookie of the year. So we got a whole sweat. We had, we went from T Law across the board to Michael Parsons, JC Horn, and Jalen Phillips. So I like that. I like that we were mixing it up right there. That was definitely big. Let's dive into the quarterbacks. Most passing yards. And I'm not I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna tell you right now, right here, right now, I don't think it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence across the board in every stat here. So we'll go most passing yards. JB, I'm going to let you kick this one off. We'll go with Zach Wilson. I feel like they're going to be on offense a lot. For the rookies? For the rookies. Most passing yards from a quarterback. Um, I would say, yeah, I, yeah probably Trevor Lawrence or, um, yeah, it's either the Jags or the Jets because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, who's going to be starting inside of week one My only well. thing with the Jags is that, they got running back loaded with James Robinson yep. and Travis Etienne. Mm -hmm. So but it they, takes away a few passes. But they also been talking about using him, utilizing him as a receiver too. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. They're still going to be, yeah. Yeah, it'll be yeah one of those two for sure. But if James I, Robinson's taking 20 carries a game, mm -hmm. just factor That's, that in. Yeah, that, will, that is the reason I agree with you. You got Zach Wilson going week one and Trevor Lawrence going week one. Passing yards, I'll rock with Zach Wilson, but – when we're talking touchdowns here, you know, let's move on to passing touchdowns. I'm going to go T-Law on this one. I will go T-Law on touchdowns. Um, I just think that he's going to be big in the red zone. So, touch passing touchdowns, I'm going with T-Law on this one. I agree. T-Law. He's going T-Law. Oh. Does he want to say Justin Fields? No, but I was going to say somebody else. The sensible me wants to say T-Law. The unsensible me wants to say Mac Jones. Oh, so you – I mean, we were talking last night. You think Cam Newton's going to suck that bad? Right. I Well, yeah, I think he loses his spot. Oh, wow. And I think they even might start, like, switching him in for just, like, goal line quarterback run plays. Oh, wow. But I think if Mac Jones is tossing the rock real well, he's got the situation to do it. When do you expect him to come into the fold, though? He, oh wow! Oh, so I mean, we've got JB full Cam Newton sucks mode right now. I mean, we talked Man. about we talked about. I mean, about we it. saw it last year. Cam Newton can't really throw the ball, especially not like he used to. I mean, the man was getting like he had COVID, man. I know, but he had COVID. He had, <laughs> he was in he a brand new system. He had like eighty yards. Yeah, no Oh uh, my goodness! No, Next. I I I get I get the standpoint of. Cam Newton did suck, but I think, you know, they're going to give He's him some time. He no said they, they will man. give him 
a little I bit think they, the I think McDaniels is going to switch. I think they're switching up the – I mean, they've said that they're switching up the offense. They're they going to go to Cam's strengths now. And they got pieces now. They got you – know, They did. Great well, tight ends. <laughs> yeah, they do got some tight ends. That's tight end. He you got right weapons. There. He got another year under the system. Come on, man. I mean, he ain't – But he if work. it ain't working – no, Matt yeah. Matt Jones comes in, lights it up. But I don't know. I see Bill Belichick just being like, oh, you know, right, you so know the Matt Jones. Still says T Law. Just a little conversation. I'm piece. going T Law. Most interceptions. That that that, that can go me to first. Anybody? Yeah, go Zach Wilson. I agree with Zach Wilson. Um, yeah. His O line yeah. isn't fully there yet. You know, he doesn't have much of a his left running back there. core. His left side's there. He doesn't have much of a running back core. His receiving core isn't the greatest. I like. I think it's slept on, but it's not the greatest. They're going to be asking him to probably make a lot of plays, and probably he's going to mm-hmm. be in situations where he's going to have to force a lot of throws this year just because of the fact where, unless what Michael Carter turns out to be an animal out of the blue, kind of like James Robinson was last year, I'm rocking with you know, Zach Wilson to throw the most picks this year. I think Urban Meyer is smart enough. And has that college sense to him where he's going to probably protect T-Law a little bit from throwing a lot of picks. But I'm rocking with Zach Wilson. I think he's going to probably be – I think Zach Wilson will have the most passing attempts this year, which makes me think that he's going to have the most yards, which also makes me think he's going to have the most interceptions. Yeah, he got a – he don't got necessarily great weapons around him. Um, new head coach. Rookie, I could see him kind of being like a tour. Having, I could see him kind of starting off rough and struggling. So yeah, Zach Wilson. All yeah, right, Zach so Zach Wilson. Wilson across the board on the interceptions. This is going to be a nice, juicy one for you boys right here. Most wins as a starter has to be starting the football game, and it has to go under the win column for rookies. For rookies, completely like the whole season, just most wins. Yes. Quarterbacks, yeah. Quarterbacks. Oh, okay. Uh, Asking me first. Go ahead. Trevor Lawrence. How many? Six. Yeah. I, I, okay. I don't know why that's the number. Yeah, that's in my head too. Like, yeah, six. I think he get like six wins. Um, I go with that as well. But. But if Mac Jones comes in week four, I'm saying Mac Jones. You and this Mac Jones. <laughs> you are bought the fuck in on Mac Mac Jones. I was thinking Justin Fields. Like, it's a I, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel system. I mean, how can you I mean, they did out? pull out, what, seven wins last year? <laughs> Mac Jones is the Tom Brady of old. Just coming out of college, just kind of looking like a blob of quarterback. He's a blob. And just, I mean, it's something about him where he can just toss But I skin. love a good thick quarterback. No. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. That did sound a little sus right there, yeah. but that's not what I meant by that. <laughs> I you know, I just like, I like the big body. I like the big body boys. You know, I'm a big body boy myself. You know, that definitely sounded yeah, a little yeah, suspect right there. <laughs> that definitely sounded a little like suspect the big body right boys there. Yourself, huh? But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I definitely like me. You know, just I, this sounded so wrong. The way I'm definitely, I'm just over here sitting rubbing my hands. Oh, I, I you know, I like Mia. <laughs> it does sound wrong, but you know, I got to give my respect. The big body boys, you know, everyone's so fit, so athletic. Mac Jones, a little chunky, so I got to give my respect to him. Same to my Big Ben's, you know, I got to give him some love. I'm kind of sitting in the same spot. Yeah. Really? Y'all really think <laughs> y'all? So, so y'all? No, really... whoa, whoa. I'm not saying I'm not saying Mac Jones is good. Oh, okay, no, no, okay. no, no, no. I'm That's not rocking I'm like, Mac what? Jones wins. No, I'm not bought in on Mac Jones like that. Um, 
I'll probably ride with the T Law because he's going to start the most games. He's in the weakest right. division. I feel and like T Law is probably going to get the most yeah. wins. And I, 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 either T Law or um, Justin Fields. I expect him to come in very early. I expect um, Andy Dalton to suck game one. I expect the Rams to yeah, fluster him. Expect. And they're paying Cam less than you guys are paying Andy Dalton. So you could probably see a, a switch just as fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's a lot to go into that. I mean, you got Bill Belichick. I ain't, I ain't counting Cam out. I think Cam going Bill doesn't games. like to lose. Yeah, that's if what I'm start, saying. If they start real bad and they start losing, it would not shock me. They already got their boy Jared Stidham. Let's move on to the running back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he just got released. <clears throat> That'd I be think. wrong. I don't care. Running backs, most rushing yards. Oh, uh, Najee Harris. Ooh, he said that quick. Yeah, I would agree just because I feel like he's the only one that's going to go in there and get, like, RB1 reps. Ooh. Yeah, he's going to be utilized. I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going Javante Williams. As most rushing yards, I think he's got the better of the offensive lines across the board out of the rookie That's running backs. That's fine, but you still got Melvin Gordon there. I I think that he's just going to be – I think he's oh, a yeah. very, 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 very talented running back. I'm rocking with Javante Williams in the Denver. Broncos? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, no, yeah, you got Melvin Gordon there. No, oh, I'm, I'm picking Javante on most rushing yards. <laughs> it's going to be like Philip Lindsay. You're splitting yeah, carries you pretty much 50-50. Yeah, you're splitting carries. Najee Harris going to get the bulk of the work instantly. Exactly. Most receiving yards. Um, Etienne. Yeah. Travis Etienne. I'm, I'm, I'm like, what's his name? Yeah. JB. So, Look, you're looking like you got something bold to say here. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last night, but that's just the Viking in me. But realistically, were you about to say Kiki? No. What? Your third string running back. <laughs> I thought you said receiving yards. Yeah, running back receiving yards. Running back. Oh, uh, I'm thinking different <laughs> page. My fault. Were uh, you about to say Amir yeah, Smith-Marset? Huh? Were you about no. to say Amir Smith-Marset? No, but we were talking about it. Um, yeah, I'd probably say ETN. Yeah, I'm going with ETN. Total yards. I'll go first here. I'll rock with Najee. Total yards. I forgot we were still talking running backs. Yeah, running backs. Most receiving yards. You said most receiving yards. I'm thinking wide receiver. No, yeah, I got. I got to clarify that a little bit. Uh, I'm rocking with Travis Etienne on most receiving yards. Javante Williams on most rushing yards. And I think since you guys are talking bulk load all across the board here, that's why I'm rocking with Najee Harris to get the most total yards. So if he's not leading in. Either one, how is he leading in total yards? Because James Robinson's going to get the rushes, Melvin Gordon's going to get the catches. Mm, no. Melvin Gordon's never been known for a receiving back. He's a solid little receiving back. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's solid, man. He, he, he yeah, can but catch not the ball. for a receiving back. I think y'all are sleeping on my boy Javante Williams. I think y'all are sleeping. I All think right. you're sleeping on Najee Harris. I'm not sleeping on they, That offensive line is down the well, hill. It is. But All when right. you're rushing the ball, it's Most touchdowns. Game. Most touchdowns. Still running back here? Yeah, still running back right. here. Najee. I'll go. Are you, we both going Najee here again? All three of us going Najee? I'd probably, I'd probably say ETN, honestly. Okay. So you think he, James Robinson's not going to be getting carries up the goal line? I don't think that's necessarily true, but I could definitely see a few, like, set up screen plays for him. And if that's True. where he's getting most of his touchdowns, most of his carries, most of his receptions for 
one to four yards. I think I can Najee, definitely see it being at the goal line. I think Najee just being that big body boy, he's gonna. I think he's gonna be getting the goal line. They like to throw it at the goal line. James Conner wasn't a big touchdown guy. He was that not. Was, true. That was that was James Conner though. Yeah. This this Najee here, I, 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 I think Big Ben gonna lean on him heavy. To be honest, I don't feel. I mean, that's the thing is that where's where's the trust? Where's, where's the trust levels now with Big Ben though? Can't throw deep anymore, so I mean, short passes that kind of favor him, I guess, in the red zone. But uh, I think they got that big bruising back. They gonna, yeah, he gonna, he gonna lean on Najee. I mean, yeah, I feel like I feel like just the, the sense of they're gonna probably just start leaning on the future now. I get your Not standpoint your on line, you know James James Conner definitely true. wasn't a big touchdown guy. I get that, but teams' defenses and goal line packages are those biggest dudes. And if your O line can't hold back a normal set of defense. You're not holding no goal line, boys. No, I feel 900 it. pounds in the middle. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Let's move on to receivers. You know, this is, this is going to be kind of an interesting one because I feel like, you know, everyone had their different, different opinions on who the best receivers in the draft were. You know, different scenarios, different areas. I'm going to go most – we'll start with most receptions. Who's going to get the most catches as a rookie wide receiver? Uh, Devonte Smith. I feel like I feel like that's a that's a decent pick. You know, you don't know where they're at with Jalen Rieger. Jalen Hurts might be looking for someone new. I'm talking about rookies, though. Rookies. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, like you don't know, like with just the oh, just in yeah. just in Devonte Smith's situation, right? You know, I mean, only what's the situation on Jalen Rieger? You know, he's kind of, I would say, in the most in the least heavy wide receiver room. And that's why. I know you're gonna rock with Jamar Chase here at receptions. No, Jamar are Chase we on the same spot? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. No way. I thought you were gonna fucking pick Jamar. Yeah, I'm rocking with Elijah Moore. Fucking the Jets suck. You know that's gonna be that's gonna be Zach Wilson's they boy somewhere. Yeah. Um. But I do like the Devon. I'd say Devontae Smith second in receptions for me, and then I'd probably rock with uh Jamar just because Jalen Waddle. I like Jalen Waddle a lot. Um, people are saying that his foot's still bothering him from the national championship game in last year's situation, you know, breaking his foot or ankle. And then uh, he's just also got Devontae Parker, Jalen Watt, or um, Will Fuller, and Mike Jacecki around him. So I feel like Elijah Moore and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm rocking with Joe, Elijah mm-hmm. Moore on most receptions. But, all right, most receiving yards. That's where I'd probably go Devonta Smith. That I'm rocking with Devonta Smith on most just receiving because yards. of his volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a great a great yak guy being big yak guy wide receiver one. You know he gets yards after the catch. Yeah, I agree. Reuniting with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, the whole the whole shebang. Most touchdowns. I'm rocking with Jamar Chase. I think he's just going to be a good red zone guy. I don't think he's going to get the most receptions this year. I don't think he's going to get the most yards this year. But I think Jamar Chase is a safe bet. You know. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna be targeted a lot. He's a, yeah, great route runner. You know, he's gonna he's gonna get like when you're. I can see that when you're in the red zone. You know, shit's kind of dicey. You're playing with kind of a short field here. You need someone who can run routes and get open and create space, kind of like your Adam Thielens, your Tyler Lockett's. I feel like that's what Jamar Chase is gonna be for the Bengals this year. So I'll go with Jamar Chase for most touchdowns, and then yeah, most receptions. I had Elijah Moore, Devonta Smith. And most touchdowns, I'm rocking with Jamar Chase. You guys agree? Yep. You agree. 
Okay. Wow. The, re- the receivers were pretty pretty good across the board, you know, obviously. You know, we yeah. Some disagreements, but all on the same page. And then uh, just defensively, most uh, most interceptions for DBs. <sighs> Which one you rocking with out of the two? Defensive rookie of the year, JC Horn. Okay. Yeah. How many? Six. Mm. What? That's a As lot a of receptions. Yeah. That's a lot Damn. of interceptions. He's a ball hawk. He is a ball hawk. I'll, I'll give him three, and I still say. Yeah, I give him three. I think that's going to be the most. I give him three. No, I see. I'll go six. I'll go certain. I'll, I'll take it to the grave. I'll say I'll say certain behind him at two. I give I give I give him three or four. Yeah. Because certain landed with the Broncos. Yeah. Oh. Kyle Fuller. What's the is, other guy? That's another guy. Um, he's gonna be getting DB three though. Kendall Fuller. No, Kyle Fuller, uh, Ronald Darby. And, yeah, uh, Darby came over, yeah. They got Simmons. He's going to be in a ball hawk. He's going to be in a ball hawk defense, but I don't even know Jackson. if he's going to start. He'll be like, I feel like he'll probably be like the nickel. unless. No, they got Bryce Callahan there, too. What the? That's f- what I said. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be JC. JC's going to, yeah. JC will. I'll take six to the grave. I just think to that the grave. They, I think if Sam Darnold doesn't play well, they're going to be in another spot this year where they're on defense a lot. They're gonna need to do something. Okay, let's and wrap I could the show see up. Him being ball hawk, just their playmaker that gives Sam Darnold another chance. They're, they're defensive playmaker. I get what you're saying. Him and Brian Burns gonna be a good duo. And then uh, let's wrap the show up with a weekly segment that we're gonna be doing here: overrated, underrated. Two topics: one NFL related, one. Um, just, you know, your everyday average related random topics. Today's overrated, underrated is going to be most overrated and most underrated current quarterback and then most overrated and most underrated TV show. Let's start with the quarterbacks before we get into the TV shows here. Um, most overrated quarterback in the NFL, JB, we'll kick it off with you. Tom Brady. There it is. <laughs> On to the next one. I don't need to hear any of your BS explanations. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't need to hear your bull- you fucking uh, Tom Brady hater. I managed to get interested. In, okay. Who you rocking with most overrated? Overrated Carson Wentz. Okay. People think he just he just, oh just give him let just just let him know it's it's over with not completely over with but you know I mean he not the honorable yeah. mention Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm rocking with, and I feel like it's not all on him. Because he gains a lot of media hype just through his personality. But I'm rocking with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I think he, you know, like I said, I think it's just the way he goes about himself, which I don't think is wrong in any any means. You know, he's a good locker room dude. He's like a leader, but he's very outspoken. You know, things were coming out of Oklahoma. You know, he had that, you know, running away, tackling, the, getting cracked by the cops, getting tackled by the cops, you know. Colin Coward and him have that big beef. Um, I just, you know, the Browns' season could be, go end one of two ways, and it all kind of lies, I believe, on Baker Mayfield's shoulders. I think he could take him to the promised land if he gets back to what he had his rookie season. But, I mean, people are talking like he's a top-ten quarterback sometimes, and I just I don't see it by any means. His numbers prove against it. He, as of so far in his career, his peak years, his rookie season – and he had 27 and 14. He had, you know, he had a better year last year if you look at an overall season standpoint. Um, I'm just not bought in on Baker Mayfield being, you know, a top 
a top 10 quarterback. You know, give it a few years when some of these guys retire. Yeah, he could probably work his way into that list. But just the hype he gets and the people behind him, uh, I just think Baker Mayfield is a very overrated quarterback. That's just, yeah. I would agree. I don't like him very much. Yeah, I don't I, hear anybody. I don't. I don't know who's saying outside of Cleveland he's a top ten quarterback. But I mean, yeah, he ain't. He ain't. The, yeah. Okay. I just see some. I, see I think, it, like I said, I think it's not really his fault. It's just so there's a lot of hype around him. You know, he gets a lot of media. He's already getting commercials. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what was the progressive commercials where he just you know he's sitting in the Brown Stadium? I mean, yeah, it's just the dude already has a lot of hype behind him and all that. And I think that just, it's not really his fault in that standpoint, but let's go with most underrated quarterback. And I don't want to hear Matt Stafford because the dude ain't underrated. That dude has had the most national media attention this year, other than Aaron Rodgers. but he is, you know, he has always been an underrated quarterback in his career. I want to see some real deep dive stuff. Underrated JB, you started off with uh, overrated. Let's hear the underrated again. Non-biasedly. I got to say Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Did we say it at the same time? Uh, that wasn't my I pick, mean, but yeah, easily he has phenomenal numbers <laughs> he does he has phenomenal numbers he he i mean yeah you could definitely argue he's a top 10 quarterback people look at his stats and you know they look at his win loss rates they look at his they look at his sunday night and monday night performances not being too hot and i think that's what's really hurt him is just you know the national you're getting them nationally televised games where he loses and it just kind of sucks because that's definitely where it's hurting him that's fine Fair wait, wait. So, Will, would you want him as your quarterback? Unfortunately, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't got a choice, JB. If, but. like, right now, I would take him over Andy Dalton. No question. Oh asked. yeah, There's no, not, no, I would too. I mean, I have a lot of faith in Justin Fields being that next guy, but I mean, you're talking about a sure thing in Kirk Cousins right now, who's arguably a top ten quarterback. If I, I mean, what? it's just like, I think Justin Fields is going to be that dude. And I think he, like, it, I would take him over Carson Wentz. I would take him, him and Ryan Tannehill are real tight. I would take him over Baker Mayfield. I would take him over a lot of guys, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, I think he's arguably a top 10 quarterback. There's, I mean, not yeah, not. I think I, I could go through the list on who I wouldn't take and all that, but I'm not going to rock through all 32 NFL teams right now. I think he's a slept on dude. And I think just us being Bear fans kind of overlooks his talent. You know, he has not played well against us by any means. And I think that's what makes us really kind of sit here and shit on Kirk Cousins is because he hasn't really played that good against us. But he's got good numbers. He uh, does at uh, the end. Of, I know JB's got a stat list pulled up right now that he's about to rock, rock through because. I agree with some of that. I think he's average. Last season as a 7-9 and nine team, he had – more yards than Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. Higher completion percentage than Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady. More touchdowns than Herbert, Lamar, and Deshaun Watson. More yards per attempt than Rodgers, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. He No, like, that's what I'm saying. His numbers, 100% slept on. Like, he's a slept on dude. And it's easy for us to, as Bear fans, to go after him because, in all honesty, he hasn't played great against us. He got two. He's had some decent games against us. You bring up win loss record, but win loss is all. It's a team. It's a team game, yes. But if you look at, you know, twenty ninth ranked defense last year, and we still almost made the playoffs. No, yeah, hundred percent. He he. There's no excuses for him going forward. This is arguably I've backed him on this. This is probably the best weapons he ever had. You know, I think Irv Smith's going to be better than Kyle Rudolph. I think. 
Justin Jefferson. You know, I mean, I, you could argue, you know, that year where he had Diggs in his prime, Adam Thielen in his prime. You know, Adam Thielen's obviously getting a little bit more old and a little more injury prone now. He's like, what, 30, 31? 31. So, I mean, you know, Adam Thielen, you know, he had the sh- kind of a short prime because he came into the league as a special teamer and took him like four years to get starting receiver reps. But this is arguably the best re- best weapons he's had. You know, his running back room is pretty filled, arguably filled up to the most it's ever been. You know, obviously he's had Cook and Boone, not Boone, um, Madison. Uh, Mad- yeah, Alexander Madison for the last like three years now, two years now. And then you had Kiki, whatever his last name is. But I think that, you know, there's no excuses for him going forward this year. He needs to have, in my opinion, a career year this year to, you know, get into that, you know, nationally – Media rank, national media ranks. Another fun fact: Vikings offensive line. Not talking here. Uh, team pass block grade since 2014. I won't break it down to the, to like the he, numbers, but he's always had a bad offensive line. Yeah. The year 23rd, 2014, 2015, 28th, 2016, 30th, 2017. Year we went to NFC Championship, 17th. So if you even give him a half average line. We made the NFC Championship. 2018, 27th. 2019, 27th. 2020, 29th. So, yeah, that is also a big thing on him is that he hasn't had an offensive line. So, with what he's had in front of him and what he's still been able to accomplish, I got to back him until he's not my quarterback. No, yeah, I definitely think, you know, his numbers and everything. He's a slept-on guy. He is a slept – he's a slept-on dude. Um – my most underrated quarterback, damn. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a good one to pick here. I'd probably, I mean, I'd probably either have to go him or Ryan Tannehill. I think yep, that they're kind of going to say it. That's I think you know, just those two are kind of guys, you know, that you don't really consider as top I mean, 10 dudes. And I think <laughs> that they have the talent to be that, that them top yep. 10 dudes, both of them. Both of them are top 10 guys. There's a lot of, there's just not really a lot of hype. They're kind of, you know, blander quarterbacks, you know, yeah. not really what the league's looking for the pass, you know, like the, the shifty, fast quarterbacks yep. who make the insane special throws type guys. You know, they're not the sidearms, the no looks, but they're solid quarterbacks and you can win football games with them. So I'd say either him or Ryan Tanhill are two really good choices at the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. And it's not Matt Stafford. Anyone who says it's Matt Stafford, man, that man is a dog. He's always been a dog. He's been living in Detroit slums, and you are going to realize it when he is killing it with the Rams this year. We had the um, we had the same pick on that one. I I, I was going to tell you to go first because I think you was going to say the same because you kind of mentioned him. I was like, yeah, completely agree. I think it's, I, I, I think he's underrated because the he got that stank on him from when he was in Miami, and people mm-hmm. just can't let that go, and they don't want to – I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think it's just that stink from Miami's on him. But um, I mean, same thing with Kirk in Washington. No, yeah. Well, I, I mean, thought he was pretty decent in Washington, though. I no, I mean, I was really, really afraid when they. I was. I thought, yeah, <laughs> Kirk. Kirk definitely was pretty solid quarterback in Washington. I feel like Kirk was better in Washington than he was. No, not than he was. Kirk was better in Washington than Tannehill was in Miami. Yeah, no, for sure. Is where I'm going for. Kirk. Um, I think Kirk. I don't know. I don't even think the Vikings trust him. That's why they drafted um, Kellen Mond. I wanted the Bears to get Kellen Mond. They got to look down at the future at the same yeah, time. Yeah, That's I, why I feel like, you know, Justin Fields was on their radar as well. Just you got to think about we the future. We haven't even had a 
tier one backup quarterback. I mean, it's always been just kind of yeah. Sean Mannion, the Sean legend. Mannion. Dude, you're sleeping on him. I mean, sleeping on my boy. Well, he's gone now, so honorable mention. R.I.P. Kyler Murray. I think he's underrated. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why people just don't like him. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I like. I, I like Kyler Murray. I, I like Kyler Murray. He's just got. There's definitely some kinks he's got to work yeah. out as well. He's there's definitely, definitely got some hype around him as well. So no, it's just kind of. I feel like either. You're, People shit on him or they hype him up. I feel like it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that ways with the newer style quarterbacks. You know, you got mm-hmm. people either shit on Lamar or hype up Lamar. It's just yeah. it's the old school versus the new school. It's just a matter of which train you're hopping on. And, you know, some people will do it with different quarterbacks. All right. Uh, let's get our fun topic here. Most overrated and most underrated TV show. Um, most overrated TV show of all time. I'll go ahead and say it out the gate. Friends. That show is, uh, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of laugh tracks. Um, when you listen in, like, when you're watching a show and then they have a 10 second pause in between dialogue because people cracking, I mean, the people cracking up in the background. Like, I've never been a big fan of that. Um, and it just wasn't that funny. Like, it just, it just wasn't that good. I would take that '70s show. I was thinking that yeah. over. Friends, that's oh, definitely, yeah. in my opinion, funnier. Yeah. If we're just talking strictly laugh track shows, I would take definitely that 70s show over. Um, and there's a few others, but I think, you know, I think Friends is overrated. JB? I'm going to go ahead and say Grey's Anatomy. I really, Emails, close the ears. I really just don't see the hype in it. I watched 14 seasons of Grey's Anatomy, and it's been very recent. You know, it does look a little weird. But it was a good show, a lot of drama-filled that has a lot to do with it. If there's a drama-filled show, odds are I'm watching it. It's like All-American and Outer Banks. Like, I watch both those shows, but, like, they're not – I mean, they're good, but it's just, like, so drama-filled. Like, it, and the same thing with Grey's, I love An- them. Grey's Anatomy. I, I love them. Dude, everyone died. Like, <laughs> everyone's dead except for – like Meredith. Dude, you spoiled that. I was going to watch it. Dude, don't waste your time because everyone dies. Seasons. And they just go about that. That's the thing about that show. They just go about their daily ways just every day. And they, you know, they mourn for like a month. And I'm like, yo, like seven of your best friends are dead. Like <laughs> I would find a new life style or something because seven of your best friends are dead. You got just talking Meredith, like five of her best friends died. Her mom died. Her sister died. Her dad died. And I'm like, shit, this, this bitch is 40. Like, that's a rough life before you hit the age of 40. Like, so I mean, that just, if all that happens to me by the time I'm 40, bro, find, I'm finding a new lifestyle. I am not going to continue. Like, I'm doing something else because she just continues to work in that hospital, make all that money. But everyone around her just keeps dropping dead. Like, it's it just, it, it's just it's the drama. The drama is the thing that kept me going. What's your most overrated show of all time, Justin? Um, I don't watch too too much TV, but from what I've heard, I'm gonna say The Office. Oh, I feel like people. I feel like yeah. See, I I feel like people love that show, and I feel like it's just for it's for a certain kind of people. Like the yes. the comedy is like what? what is it? Dry humor or uh, it's cringe humor? It's yeah. Like I real. hate I hate it. I, I I try to like it, and I'm just like this is so stupid. Like I I I, I hate it. it. I absolutely it's, hate it. I've tried to it's like It's a it. Will G show. It is. It's cringe. I don't know why you like. You don't like The Office? <clears throat> I, I, I do. 
I wouldn't say I love The Office, but I enjoy an episode of The Office every once in a while. It's just like a very cringe heavy, like cringe comedy, like doing stupid, like you just like you're just like, what the hell are they thinking? Yeah. Like that type shit. And it like it's so cliche as an office fan to say Oh, it, it's it's for it's not made for everyone. Cause I mean, but it really is true. It's not like I've heard people be like, "That sh is not funny." I've laughed at people like I get more enjoyment out of watching people like how hard they laugh, and I'm like, "Are you serious right now?" Like, like laughing at somebody else's laugh. Like, I'm, I'm like, bro. But yeah, so yeah, no. All right, <laughs> let's go. Most underrated TV show, and then we'll wrap up today's episode. Most underrated, um. I'm going with ooh, I'll go with, you know, Peaky Blinders. I think it's one of the greatest shows of all time and people really sleep on that show. I can make it through episode like four. I couldn't even the do first it. season is slow. Yeah. But once you hit like so then it's not underrated because it's No, slow. it is. It it takes uh, sometimes slower the better, dude. Sometimes slower the better. Sometimes things got to play out. But I'm telling you, once time. you do waste your time and watch that show, Justin, it is a fire <laughs> show. It is gas. Like, that show is so good. Like, it, it does take a little bit of time to get in. Like, what I remember I watched, like, the first, like, 1920 gangsters in England who start off, like, really small, like, a really small, their, their gang name is the Peaky Blinders. Um... But they just grow into an absolute empire. Like, it takes time. But they grow bigger and bigger by every season. <laughs> and I'm, it does, like, I remember I when I started Peaky Blinders, the first two episodes, I, people were telling me to watch this. I'm like, what the hell is this? But I'm telling you, like, you hit the mid-season, season four. Oh, my goodness. Like, it's just, like, like on the edge of your seat, heart racing type shit. Like, it is, like, it's a badass show. Like, I'm telling you, most underrated TV show is Peaky Blinders. Yeah, but I feel like if I'm trying to watch a TV show, you got to pull me in from the start. Like, I got to be interested from yeah, beginning to end. And I just, I couldn't find myself to watch it. Dude, you just don't have that artistic value, bro. <laughs> or the time. All right, JB, let's hear your most underrated TV show then. I'm kind of with Justin here. I'm, I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, it's usually like sports related stuff. I know you were kind of talking about All-American. I love All-American. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say Ballers. Oh, with the Rock. I like that. That's a great TV show. Because that was just uh, had me interested from beginning to end, and I would stay up days on end just watching. Yeah, it's kind of got like that sport, it's sports sports agency vibe. It wants me to keep watching. Yeah, that's and a good I, show. I couldn't I couldn't stop watching it. That's so. a very underrated show. That's never, a great pick. Yeah, I never watched I, I I've seen I probably watched like maybe half an episode and it was interesting, but I just never I'm I'm just not a, a big TV guy, so I never got into it. But it, it, it was interesting though. I mean, I really messed with it. LeBron was in it too, right? Or isn't he like uh, the executive producer? Yeah, LeBron is an executive yeah. producer. Yeah, I've yeah, I, I seen a little bit of it. Yeah. All right, Justin, let's wrap up today's show with uh, your most underrated TV show. Uh, we have one. Like I said, not big, big on TV. Um, we don't have one, guys, to be honest. Uh, Just name a TV show you like, then. 
Blue Mountain State. You guys ever? Saw yeah, that? Blue I Mountain love Blue State. Mountain State. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't I don't know if it's underrated or not. Maybe it is because that's why they didn't keep making them or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I love I, I absolutely love Blue Mountain Blue State. Man. I probably watch it once every two years, the whole three seasons or whatever it mm-hmm. is. But um, yeah, so Blue Mountain State is a funny ass TV show. Yeah, I watched. <laughs> it's been a minute since I watched an episode, but I that, watched it twice. Uh, uh, that that shit was funny. It I was probably funny. seen it like yeah, maybe four times, all of them. It's just yeah, it's always nice to revisit. That, that's a good show, but we had a good episode today. Good first episode, boys. We'll be right back here next week. We are what five weeks away from the NFL season. Thirty-seven days. Thirty-seven for the Vikings. It's probably like what thirty-three for Thursday night football. Yeah, first game. That don't count. We're two day. Or we're tech, when people are going to be listening first to this. We're going to be Sunday. tomorrow. Technically, for the people who are going to be listening to this, is going to be the Hall of Fame game Thursday. So it's coming right up here, folks. You know, football is here. We're going to be right back here with another episode. I'm Will G. I'm JB. Justin Matthews. And this is the Pinewood Perspective. Peace out.